0: This is the Jeff Merrick Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network.
1: Welcome back to the program. Welcome to Hour 2. Do not forget at the bottom of the hour, Eric Engels from Sportsnet.ca stops by because don't look now. And I know other teams have games in hand, but please let them have something right now. Let them enjoy themselves. The Montreal Canadiens, after beating the Winnipeg Jets last night in overtime on Rogers Monday Night Hockey 3-2, now find themselves a scant two points out of a wildcard spot. Snuck up on you, didn't it? Yeah, me too. Uh, We'll get to Eric at the bottom of the hour. Meantime, fresh from the Rangers slash Maple Leaf skate from 32 Thoughts and Hockey Night in Canada is Elliot Friedman. Hello, Frege.
0: Hello, Mr. Merrick. How are you? Uh,
1: I am well, sir. How were the skates? Anything notable today you would like to report?
0: Well, it looks like Matthews and Brody are playing. It looks like Martin Jones right. against the Rangers with Shisturkin uh, for the Ranger for New York. Jimmy Vasey right. uh, today is the first day since last Thursday he's been able to drink without using a straw. Okay. Yeah, he took a puck in the face last Thursday. Twenty stitches. Yeah. Big fat lip. Like, I, you know, like the stitches are still there. You could see, uh, you could see him as I was talking to him, like, he's trying to drink water and it's still not easy. Yeah. Man, like, that's, uh, that's a tough guy, man. That's a tough, tough guy.
1: So he looks. So he looks like hockey. Uh, that's okay. He looks like hockey. You know, you, you and I on the, uh, on the last podcast talked about the New York Rangers and that game against the Boston Bruins. Uh, we talked a lot about Jacob Truba and the code and how he plays and how good a, a rivalry that is. Um, and, you know, we hearken back to the dates of the early 70s when the Bruins and the Rangers were a great rivalry. Um, there have been books that have been written about that rivalry. Where do you put the Maple Leafs and the Rangers, though? We always talk about rivalries that have been lost to the past. Detroit-Montreal is a great one. Um, the Rangers and the Bruins was a great one. Where do you put the Maple Leafs and the New York Rangers, if anywhere?
0: Well, it's just not that high, Jeff. I mean... You know what could have in '94 and Vancouver earned that series. They won it in five games. Um, But if the Maple Leafs had beaten Vancouver and gone to the Stanley Cup final against the Rangers, I think it would be a much bigger rivalry, right? And uh, obviously, I think the Rangers would have beaten uh, the, the Maple Leafs. They were they were that good, but. You know, if you go back through history, even back through the original six, there's, there's really not, probably of all the teams in, in the original six, Toronto has the least history against them.
1: Yes, uh, that is very much true. Um, uh, a couple of things um, uh, about, well, actually, you know, I got a note. You'll you'll love this one because I know you love little facts like this. So. Yeah. On the podcast, we talked about. Remember, I asked you who's the only goaltender who's scored a goal and taken a loss in the same game. Yes. And the answer, wa- the answer, Elliot was who?
0: Billy Smith.
1: Now I got a note from Eric Hornick, who's longtime uh, researcher yes. with the New York Islanders. A lot of work. Islanders. with Eric and. works with the Islanders going back to 1982. A wonderfully brilliant person. He sent me a note after listening to the podcast, and I love this. One, he said, that was, that game the 576th game in Islanders history, all played by Billy Harris. He was a healthy scratch two days later in Edmonton that allowed the recall of Dwayne Sutter, and then they traded for Butch Goring a few months later. And he also said, interestingly, about that Billy Smith goal, I didn't know this, but I find this fascinating. That goal made Billy Smith the losing goalie in the game in that game because he had replaced Chico Resch. If he didn't score uh-huh. that goal, Chico would have Chico would have taken the loss. But because he got the goal, he funny. took the L in the game. That's hilarious, and I know you love stuff like that, so I wanted to make sure that I got I on the show here today as my uh, as, as as my little treat to you.
0: Okay, back that's to the Rangers. That's a great one. That, that's really good. And and Billy Harris was later traded to Toronto for who?
1: Billy Harris was later traded to Toronto. It Was a
0: big trade. I don't know. Who was it? It was a big deal. Who was it? Uh,
1: Ian Turnbull. Five-goal Ian
0: Turnbull. Yeah, I remember that day because, you know, what, that was when they... So that would have... You know, been, that, McDonald that went the, that and been, Turnbull so that was, for,
1: Yeah. Go ahead. So that would have been, been the Los Angeles Kings. I was going to say, that would have been the Los Angeles Kings. Yep. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs deal because I'm thinking I'm thinking yep. wait a minute Billy Harris was never traded to Toronto from the New York Islanders no that would have been the Los Angeles Kings to the Toronto Maple
0: yep. Leafs. very good Billy Harris and John Gibson not um, not
1: the current John right.
0: Gibson
1: not not the not the goaltender who uh, may or may not be suffering from dehydration um, <laughs> what do you look for tonight in in this game because like honestly like, I I love watching the Rangers. They're one of my default settings this year. Whenever the Rangers are on, I'm watching the Rangers. It's a fun team to watch. It's a talented team. Artemi Panarin is on a different planet. I think we need to start making a little more noise about how good the blue line is um, for yep. the New York Rangers. Uh, this, I know he's not playing tonight, but Jonathan Quick has been outstanding for the Rangers this season. Like, What do you see when you look at that team?
0: Well, I mean, I, I think they're... I think they're really good. I, I think they're really talented. Um, you know, they, one of their biggest problems in the off season was, you know, how do we make Lafrenia work better? And it seems as if they found a solution uh, to that. And Aaron's been fantastic. As you mentioned, their their defense is really good. There's there it's seemingly always a gong show around Truva every night for one reason or another. Guys certainly attracts <laughs> a lot of attention. Um, you know, I, I like their I like their team a lot. Like I I really like that power play is is really something. You know, with with Panarin and Kreider in front and you know, Sheldon Keefe was talking about uh, F- uh, Fox, how he always seems to make the right decision. It's a, it's a really, it's a really good team. And and to be honest, you know the 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 Metro this year, everybody in it has kind of gone through the ringer at times. The Rangers, for the most mm. part, have avoided doing that this season, which is why they are they are where they are.
1: Uh, for the Maple Leafs coming off of a 7 nothing shellacking of the Pittsburgh Penguins who, you know, bounced back last night against the Minnesota Wild. they want to get there in a second. But um, your thoughts quickly on the Leafs before we pivot to the, the DJ Smith news from yesterday.
0: Well, I mean, obviously they – I have to say I'm surprised and impressed of where they are. Like, like, I think everybody looks at them and, you know, you see the holes, you see the issues – um, you, you see the injuries. You know, I, w- I was saying to someone this morning, if it was, you know, December, I don't even know what date it is anymore, the, the, the 19th today. If it was December 19th and you looked at that blue line, you looked at who was starting in goal against the New York Rangers, you'd be sitting there you thinking the team would be underwater. And they've got one of the best yeah. points percentages in the NHL. They're just coming off an absolute ass-kicking of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, you know, I, I'm surprised and impressed by where they are, and uh, they fought and they've scratched and they clawed for everything. It hasn't been pretty, but you know, Jeff. Uh, some people think finger painting is beautiful. So what are you what are you going to do? You just <laughs> they don't ask you how, they ask you how many.
1: Sometimes you paint a Picasso, and sometimes you paint a barn. Um, All right, DJ Smith, uh, yesterday dismissed as the head coach of the Ottawa Senators, Davis Payne as well, taking over in an interim capacity, Jacques Martin and Daniel Alfredson. It seemed as if the Ottawa Senators tried everything to not fire DJ Smith. I don't think for a second this is anything that Steve Steyos wanted to do. Um, Mind you, they did bring in a a pretty significant safety net in Jacques Martin in case they had to make that decision. Mm -hmm. Um, Was there there one sort of last straw that, that led to this? Was there one thing, or was it just there was so much of an accumulation, they wanted to get as much of the negativity out of the building, and at a certain point it was becoming cruel to send DJ Smith out there to coach this team?
0: Yeah, no, I, I don't think it was the, the cruelness or anything like that. I, I think it was just simply their, their hand got forced. Um, You know, they, they thought, you know, when they came back from Sweden, they won a few games that I think they really thought that they were turning it around. And then some of the losses recently have just been, you know, really ugly. And, you know, the Vegas loss the other day was really ugly. I mean, um, you know, when I heard he was going to be at practice yesterday, I didn't think that – I mean, that was the one thing that really caught me by surprise yesterday was um, yeah. was just the fact that he ran the practice and then the change happened afterwards. And I did think, as I said, that they were going to try to get through the year with it. It was pretty funny. Like my, my – I have to say, Jeff, one of the things that I really laughed about was I, I there was – like, you know, I always joke about those – Old takes exposed and, and freezing cold takes <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. websites and social media. Well, why, like my my like my Jack Adams pick at the beginning of the year was DJ Smith, and someone put it out yesterday, and so my buddies saw yeah. it and like they were they were sending it to me. They loved it. They love like they have been ripping me about my picks this year because they've been so bad. Like across the board, not just that one. I've had awful picks this year. And um, you know, like it's it's just funny. Like uh like this was one I didn't see coming at this time for sure. I was wondering if maybe at the mm-hmm. end of the road trip, but I just think quite simply, Jeff, that they just they got to a point where they, they they had to do it. And you know what's really interesting about this is like just going back when I had a chance to speak to, to people there after the ownership transfer It was very clear to me that Ottawa this year, Pierre Dorian and DJ Smith, they were supposed to last the season. They were supposed to be GM and head coach this year, and the whole thing was about we don't know what we don't know. Let's get to know everybody here. Let's figure out what we've got, and then you know we'll we'll kind of go from there, right? and um mm-hmm. you know we it just got to a situation where you know with Dorian, they were mad about the uh, about the whole thing with Vegas and the pick, and with with Smith, it became performance, and it's just once again, it's just proof that my my grandmother is right, you plan, God laughs, <laughs> and that's exactly that's what favorite, happened here that's my and, favorite saying. and there there's no other way to answer it it's just. They had a hope for the way the season would unfold, and it's not happened anywhere on the ice or off.
1: Uh, do you recall what my Jack Adams pick was, by the way? Because I'm right there no. with you with freezing cold takes.
0: Okay, so I gotta think it's got to be like Jay Woodcroft or something like that.
1: No, no, this coach is still
0: coaching. Uh hit me I don't want to get I don't want to bore the audience by guessing 30 other coaches Don Granato you know what I gotta tell you there were, you weren't alone on that pick like there were a lot of other people know. Who, who made that pick but just goes to show good thing we're not paid for our predictions and this is why you should no, never take gambling no advice for me either never
1: no, stay away from me. I just give out the bad the bad advice, handing out bad ones um okay, so he, here becomes a question about Ottawa then, and we're sort of expecting like look, they still need to hire a general manager now they'll need to hire yeah. a full time coach. I don't think any of us expect Jacques Martin and Daniel Alfredson uh to be full time coaches um nonetheless um yeah. h- how does this h- from ottawa's point of view, who does? all of this hiring. And by that, I mean, do you think that Steos will hire the manager, general manager first, and then allow that person to hire their own head coach? Or if he sees the guy that he likes and he's available, he's going to hire him and then do the general manager second.
0: I don't like, honestly, I I get asked, I've asked this, been asked this question a lot, the last couple of, like the, the last 24 hours. And to be honest, Jeff, I I don't know if it really matters. Now, because Steos is the guy in charge, right? Like, he's the Poho, the president of hockey operations. Now, I could see a situation, and it's one thing that I I do believe here, is I could see a situation where Steos thinks it's important to do the GM first uh, because, you know, like, you want whoever you hire as GM, and let's just assume whether, if it's Ryan bonus ending up being the guy, you know, he's already there. Right. Um, but if you are going to go in external, I think you want to give the external person a voice on who the coach would be. But I, but again, because Theos is there and he's the guy in charge, I don't think it's cut in stone about that that needs to be the case. I just think they'd like to do it that way. You know, the thing about coaching is, like I said yesterday, I believe Martin is the interim guy. I don't think he's going to be, I mean, I I could always be wrong. I I don't think he's going to be the permanent head coach. Maybe he does so well that they try to convince him to do it. But the one thing that they've clearly said internally there is, we have to get this right. And we have to take our time. And, you know, there's a lot of names out there, a lot of good experienced names. and But I do think they're going to want to talk to the Marlies AHL coach, John Gruden. And I think, you know, when it comes to that, it comes down to how does Toronto feel about all this? Like, what's what's Toronto's timeline? Do they allow it to do in season or not? Because, for example, earlier this year, Jeff, we saw a situation where Chris Knobloch, he was not going to be the Rangers' head coach, so the Rangers said, okay. So I'm not saying Gruden's yeah. going to get the job, but I think he would be a mistake to discount as a possibility, and I've got no doubt the Senators yeah. are going to want to talk to him.
1: There's is an obvious background with uh, Michael Andlauer and Steve Steyos yes. through the, uh, the Hamilton Bulldogs organization. The other name uh, that I was told to watch or pay attention to, and again, it's the person that's coaching um, the, the Bulldogs now, they've moved to Brantford, and that's Jay McKee. Uh, yes, I whole, think that. Don't be surprised yeah. if there's there's something for Jay McKee in, in, in all of this as well. I know they they think highly of him. Um, okay, so off the Ottawa Senators page here, a couple of things. Um, the Detroit Red Wings just uh, signed Michael Hutchison. Uh, to, a two-way, to uh, a two-way deal. He had been signed to an AHL deal. So that tells you it's, even though Derek Lalonde is saying week-to-week for both Billy Huso and Clem Costin, given that Alex Lyon is out, given that Huso is out now, he left the game yesterday uh, against the Anaheim Ducks. Now Hutchison's been signed. Um, goalie problems with the Detroit Red Wings, Elliot?
0: I mean, it's amazing. They've been carrying three guys all year and yep. now they need it just goes to show like 3 isn't you should be carrying four jeff that's what this goes to show um <laughs> it, 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 it's Before amazing and, and apparently eiserman had indicated that he didn't he wasn't moving off it that i i think with all these goalie injuries i think people would start to wonder would detroit move one of them and I understood Detroit was one of the teams that was was even before all these injuries happened was kind of saying, no, we're not, we're not going to move anybody. And then fortunately for them, they didn't. And then two guys got hurt. Um, it's, uh, yeah. it's crazy out there. Like Wedgwood last night too, he got hurt and he yeah. was, uh, and, 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 you know, he stayed in and he won the game, but for a second there, Dallas must've been wondering, Oh my goodness. Um, uh, like, it's just wild. Like, I know there's a lot of think pieces out there right now about Patrick King goes to the Red Wings, and, uh, and the Red Wings are a disaster. I, I, I think that's probably a little bit too simple. But it, it's really an interesting story this year, Jeff, about how teams like the Red Wings and the Sabres and the Sanders were supposed to take their leap. And they're, two of them are struggling, and Detroit's treading water.
1: Yeah, quite the uh, quite the opposite happened. Um, a few more things here before we uh, before we let you go. Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins bouncing back yesterday, uh, although they yep. almost handed the game back to the Minnesota Wild. Yes. There are a few things in in this one that were uh, that were interesting. We had I mentioned earlier Lucas Dostal almost scored a goalie goal. So did Alex Nedeljkovic. Uh, he yep. almost scored the goalie goal. Um, Brock Faber, um, comes in a little light at only 28, 18 of ice time. He's used to the 30 minutes a night for the, I know, Hey, take the night off Faber. Um, and what was particularly interesting in this one, the Pittsburgh Penguins faithful at the rink yesterday, chanting, we want flurry. And I, I don't know who I felt for at that moment. Marc-Andre Fleury or Philip Gustafson, who is in net for the Minnesota Wild? Your thoughts well, on what we saw yesterday in Pittsburgh.
0: I, I have a lo- I actually was, I'm, I'm going to write about this tomorrow. I, I have a lot of thoughts about this. Um, you know, first of all, if I'm Gustafson, I'm not bothered by it in the least. Like, this is not about Philip Gustafson. This is about a legend in Penguin circles. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, like, if I was in Gustafson's shoes, I would be laughing about it. I would completely understand why the fans are reacting the way they are. Um, You know, I remember in Toronto when Curtis Joseph left to go to the Red Wings. The first game back was a Saturday night, Hockey Night in Canada game. And the Red Wings went with Manny Legacy in goal. And, you know, like, right. like, I remember how mad the Leaf fans were. And the wild thing about that, and I remember covering that game, Jeff, is that, you know, Ed Belfort at that point in time really hadn't had an easy transition to Toronto. And the Leaf fans were really pissed off about losing Joseph. And Belfort had a good night that night against the Red Wings. And that was the first time we ever heard the Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Chance in Toronto. And I thought that night was like the changing of the guard. But I I thought the Leafs, the member of the Leafs fans were mad. You know, I understand Minnesota's got to win games. I, I get that. I concede that. They have to do what they think is right. I understand that some goalies don't like playing against their former teams. And to be honest, Jeff... If Marc-Andre Fleury was mad about not playing that game, his agent is not a quiet guy, and it would have been all over his Twitter feed. Okay? So I look but, at that. Would there have been
1: a sword, Elliot? Would, would there have been a sword?
0: There, there might have been a sword. There's, there's no question about it. Um, you know, the other thing, too, is I remember Yarrow Halak once told me, and I think it was when he went to play against St. Louis after he was traded from there, but I, I don't remember the team, yeah. But I do remember him telling me there were times he didn't like playing against his former teams. They laughed and said, the problem is I've got too many of them. I wouldn't be able to play like half the games. <laughs> so I I understand all this. However, I think sometimes we do forget we're in the entertainment business. Um, I feel for people who probably, like when Flurry went back to Montreal and it was that big night and you kind of knew what it meant, yeah. I'm sure there were a ton of people yeah. that bought tickets for that game. I don't know. Like, it's, it's the same thing with Dubas not talking to the media. Someone this morning asked me my opinion of it. I, I, I think we forget we're in the entertainment business sometimes. And I don't know. Like, to me, last night, that was a uh, – and I know Floria will get his day in, in Pittsburgh. I think we all recognize that. I just look at that as that's a, that's a bit of a missed opportunity. I, that's the way I see it. I don't know how you see it. That's the way I see it.
1: I said it from the get go. I, I, think, I think this is a mistake. I, I'm with you. Like, I, I don't think that there, like, once you start to exchange money, all of a sudden it, 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 it rebounds from the sports page to the entertainment page. Now you are in the entertainment industry. Um, I think amateur sports is different, and I think professional sports has its own carve-out, and that is a lot closer to entertainment than anything else, and I think in this situation, it's you, you give the people what they want, and it's not as if Marc-Andre Fleury can't play anymore. Like Marc-Andre is going to play against the Boston Bruins. Like Marc-Andre Fleury can still... I, I understand from John Hines, you're singularly focused on, you know, what the strategy is for these two games. One against Pittsburgh, one against Boston. Uh, Gustafson's been the hottest goaltender in the NHL for a couple of weeks. Let's get him in there against the Pittsburgh Penguins because we need to we need to have a goalie in there that's going to get us to two points. The irony of the whole thing is they ended up losing. Oh, b- by the way, you know, the, the game-winning goal was was on a power play. Did did, did you see the, the Chris Letang... Caprizov situation, and did it look to you like I don't know Letang lured Caprizov into that penalty by lifting up his stick. I,
0: I have I, I haven't seen it. I was watching. Um, okay. I, I was I was watching Winnipeg Montreal. I, I I'll be honest. I, I have to see it, and then I went have to a- the Cassie Campbell goodbye uh, event last night that you didn't bother showing up to, so I was a little bit tied up. <laughs>
1: Very good. Well, have a, have a, have a peek at that one. It's uh, it, it it's an interesting one. Um, it sounds okay. like uh, Nash- Nashville, Vancouver tonight, Elliot, let's finish up on this one. Yeah. Kuzmenko um, sounds, so, sounds like Kuzmenko is going to be a scratch tonight.
0: How is that yeah. going
1: to go over?
0: Well, obviously it's going to be a story. Like, first of all, it's not like Rick talking going to care what we think. Um, you know, he's going to do what he thinks is right. Um, and they're winning games and doing very well. So it's not like you can argue with his approach. Um, I've told you before, I only worry when Kuzmenko is taking off the the number one power play. If that ever happens, then you know that's a, that's a big issue, even when his ice time goes down. You know, <clears throat> Jeff, it's unique. We've seen players like Sprong, your guy last year. Um, who are yeah. scorers but who only play 11, 12 minutes a night, but those guys aren't making $5.5 million. And, um, yeah. you know, I, I I think that that's – it's, like, I, I, you know, I, I just, I'm just curious to see how you fix this. Like, I – look, I, I, think, I think Washington's a team that's looked around at Kuzmenko. I just don't see a trade match there. It's not like – it's not like the Canucks are going to take Anthony Mantha, so I, I just don't know yeah. how the where this is going to sort itself out. Aside from the fact that you know you can't have a guy making that salary playing five and a half, uh, playing playing twelve minutes a night. It's just it doesn't work in today's cap yeah. system. So we'll see where it goes. And by the way, um, someone was uh, someone was asking me today. You know, Washington put Johansson, Lucas Johansson, on waivers yesterday, and they're wondering if that meant that Ethan Bear is getting signed. I don't think he's going to get signed. He's in Washington now. I guess he was spotted today at the Capitals practice facility, so he's there. But I don't okay. think he's getting signed until after the Christmas uh, freeze officially.
1: Okay. Um, excellent there. Um, angles is coming up on the other side. Uh, you mentioned you were watching the game last night. The My Jets, condolences. Um, and the Montreal Canadiens. Well, listen, uh, if anyone's going to comment, if, if we're going to let anyone take a victory lap here, I mean, he's been banging the drum about what Marty San Louis has been able to do with this team, and I know that there are issues with games in hand, and Montreal doesn't have them, and pretty much everybody above them does. But listen, at the end of this, like right now in the standings, like they're two points out of a wild card spot. Like, I don't think any of us thought that we'd be sitting here on December the 19th talking about the Montreal Canadiens in, in, within striking distance of a wild card spot, but there they are. I thought it was, you know, uh, a nice coincidence for both Justin and Morgan Barron to be on the ice for that overtime winner yesterday uh, by Justin Barron. Gabe Velarde with... Yeah, not so good ball, for Morgan. Uh, last night... Uh, Not so good for Morgan. Didn't get out to the point quick enough there, Uh, Elliot. I'm sure there's some chirps going from, uh, from brother to brother uh, on that one, but uh, just your thoughts on that game in general, outside of the first period, which may have been the most low event period of any game I've seen all year.
0: You know, I I give Montreal credit. (laughs) First of all, I give their goaltenders a lot of credit. They've gotten great goaltending this year. I, I think it's, I think it's really impressive. Like, you look at Montreal, they have the second-worst goal differential in the entire Eastern Conference at minus 19. Only Columbus is worse. And they're sitting here at a 5-16 winning percentage. And you know what? Like, the tough thing for them is you look at the wild card, the math isn't great for them, particularly since Washington has games in hand but they're they're- again they're competitive they they compete they they really do, and um you know i I think that uh uh i i i think that i mean that's all you can ask for they're they're competing hard, and their yeah. goalies are giving them games. I am really curious to see who takes a run at at allen or primo the rest of this season because I think someone is going to.
1: I wonder if teams already have. I, I really do. I, I really oh, wonder if sure. we we're talking about so many different teams looking for goaltenders. It, it, I don't think it, if if we ever find out who they are, uh, I'm, I'm pretty much like you. I'm, I'm pretty much certain that uh, teams have already taken runs. Uh, okay, listen. Enjoy the Leafs and the Rangers tonight, and we will uh, check back on tomorrow's a writing day for you. So Thursday, we'll catch up with you again. All
0: right. Speak to you Thursday.